Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 49 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I am your host, Christian Piles. Joined, as always, by my mainest man, Willie Saylor. Willie Smalls in the house, coming at you from Austin, Texas. I am in Virginia. And a reminder, because I forget quite regularly, uh, (laughs) to mention that we are on iTunes, okay, and all that that entails. So you can download this show. You can listen to it. When you, whenever you want, okay, while you're mowing the lawn, while you're, you know, driving your kids around, whatever it is you do, if you have your iPhone, you can download it, and there you have it. It's it's the beauty of a podcast. So you mow your lawn this week, Piles? Uh I'm going to. I'm probably got to mow today. Actually, not Emish. I mowed it right before we had to leave for the wedding, so that when I got back, it wouldn't be like the Amazon. You, you just like mow over flowers and and <sighs> and, and gardens and stuff. Before. I have accidentally devastated um, a couple of items in the garden, inc- including a pumpkin plant. And mm-hmm. it was – here's here, – How here's what, here, not see a pumpkin plant? No, listen. All these – I'm going to tell you what, one thing right now. A punk, pumpkin plant looks like every other leafy uh, thing y- you've got in your lawn. It just looks like weeds. It looks like you, – you can't tell. It's not an actual pumpkin yet. It's not going to be a pumpkin until, I, I assume, the fall. You can tell, dude. You cannot with the, tell. No. With the leaves? With the leaves, dude? I compared. I will I will go outside and take pictures, and I will ask you to identify the pumpkin plant. You can't tell, okay? When, when I'm out there, okay, it's it's a, it's a my mentality, okay? Seek and destroy. That song is playing in my head, and anything that's green, I, I'm killing it. Now, my wife created this garden, okay? And it's great. It's fenced in. So I, I don't mow there, obviously. I don't go there. But anything on the outside of that perimeter, uh, my mind says <laughs> it's fair game. I'm taking it out, okay? And unless there's like – Why don't you just teach uh, Caleb, your son, to mow the lawn? He is not tall enough to operate a, uh, a lawnmower yet. I was like um, I was like seven when I started learning how to mow. I wasn't quite heavy enough for the s- seated mower, so they had to put like – bricks on it and stuff but anyways i do i do sometimes mow things over thanks for bringing that up i've destroyed some flowers and a pumpkin so far this you're out year of control. you're out of control with that I, with the lawnmower. I think i think if you were in my position you would understand uh, this is not just some beautiful lily just in the middle of the yard i'm mowing down it's you know you've got grass and you got little weed looking things and i don't i'm not a what do you call a plant person i don't know Green thumb? Yeah, but what – there's like a – probably like a more uh, scientific Something so, uh, sologist? Yeah, yeah, something, something like, like that. Something I'm like not that. one of those. <laughs> I'm not one of those, so I can't be held – I don't do it with malice. I'm not out here looking to destroy flowers or pumpkins, but sometimes it happens, and yeah, I probably well, will mow today. Of, speaking of destroying green things, um, Mink will step down. <laughs> <laughs> For 25 years, he's destroyed that green thing. Um, yeah. 
Minkle is going to retire, going to work on his professional poker career, it sounds like, based on uh, an, an article I read. Apparently a passionate poker player. And uh, he's been gambling with this job for 25 years, so I think it's a seamless transition for him. Um, so, yeah, that that kind of broke mid-show yesterday. Yeah, it was a series of tweets as we were live. Yeah. Um, so we didn't get to fully process it, though um, sometimes my initial reactions to things are, like, so different after I, like, actually take time to process it and think it through. And sure, like, that's why That's why last show I didn't want to get into it right then. I know, because I— I'm really and I'm really bad about that. Like just immediately, like reading Either. something, thinking something, and I, w- without thinking, will have a a visceral reaction that, after more careful thought, I, I change. But my thoughts did not change. I was I'm I'm disappointed that they're, they're not going to open this job up. Why would you not? You have a clear, uh, proven track record of of losing and failure, and you're just gonna go with the guy that's been right there alongside of it i mean in what world in what other industry in what other sport it's super disappointing it's man. so disappointing and, and i say that i say that as um a person that likes roger chandler like everybody like, likes, likes roger like, likes chandler. him as a person so you know it's i don't want to offend roger chandler but at the same time when you've been part of a program for so long, this would not eighteen happen. years. He's not this some would young. Not happen in a revenue sport, right? Ever. So it's just, um, it's just laziness and 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 not having your priorities in line. If um, what's that? What's the head coach's name? The kid from the guy from uh, the head coach of Michigan State football, right? Oh, I don't know. If. If he had a track record of doing, you know, if he was 0-12 last year, he'd be gone, man, and there would be a national search, and they wouldn't promote the offensive coordinator. Never. You need – there's accountability in football. There's like if you don't perform, you are going to lose your job, and they are going to search for the best candidate to get your program back with a winning ledger. In – other, you know, in wrestling, with this wrestling move, they're saying, eh, just, you know, pat on the butt. Next guy up. All they need, all they're looking for is just, please don't get in trouble. Don't cheat. Don't have guys get arrested. No, Make I, sure I they graduate. That's all they want. That can, that can literally be the only thing they care about because that's the only thing that's happening. And the- I don't even see that. Like, isn't that the ba- – I don't get. I don't buy that. You're not the first person to say that. You're not the first person to say that about this particular program. Um, you hear people sometimes say, "Well, all they really want is for uh, guys to graduate and uh, run a clean program." That I don't buy that. Well, I mean, well, if why, you're, I don't buy it either. I'm just saying that's what's happening. They clearly. No, what, I, do you think they care about winning at Michigan State? No. Okay, then it's they just want someone. That no one's going to notice, no one's ever going to care about, no one's going to come and watch and see how terrible. No one comes to their matches. No, nobody. It's so terrible too because their area, if they had anything close to a winning, even like halfway compelling program, they would get a lot of support. And I don't mean, I don't mean just fans showing up to watch the match. I mean big time. Wrestling in wrestling influential people 
really like Michigan State if they would do the right things, but they're staying away. There's a lot of wrestling people, um, influential wrestling people, that stay away from Michigan State uh, because they're terrible and they don't make the right decisions. If if you if they had the right person in place there, you would get so much community support. It would be one of the best best wrestling atmospheres going in, I mean, in Division One. I. I mean, Michigan State has a tremendous athletic brand. I mean, the it's it's a sports are a big deal at Michigan State, and it's a great area for wrestling. I mean, the St. John's guys are you know much closer there than they are to Ann Arbor, but. You know, they're not going to go there. Look how good St. John's has been the past 10, 12 years. If you had uh, a coach with a pulse um, in at Michigan State and, and, and their program had a pulse, those guys would be there. Those guys would be at Michigan State. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I read these quotes from, from the AD, and you can't it, – it's not hard to figure out why this happens. You know, oh, they're the, so a terrible. celebration – the, uh, celebrate the contributions he's made to Michigan State, and I've always admired him. And he's creative in his approach to marketing the sport. How how do you figure he's creative? No one comes to your matches. What's the creativity? Yeah. Making your and, and, matches and a the, secret and anonymous because no one quotes, comes. The quotes go on to say something about um, you know, very detailed. Like this coach in soccer was under the tutelage of the preceding head coach and this coach in in i don't know another sport was an assistant under the head coach so basically they're saying they're going to hire the next guy the next head coach in these sports are going going to be longtime assistants there's no track record of success so i mean as an athletic director i, I mean i think these athletic directors are terrible I mean, I mean, some are, some aren't. Like, I don't know some have they, standards, some don't. I don't know how they put their head, they go to bed at night. Like, your job as an athletic director is to make every sport in your program, in, in, under your umbrella, as competitive and viable as, as it can be. And they don't do that. Yeah. They don't do that. They, you know, they, they stuff the non-revenue sports, the Olympic sports, in a closet, and they have accountability for two sports and that's football and basketball yeah it's and and it you know kind of like the cleveland state thing when they were reinstated it it showed to me how little they cared about wrestling because they it was a very simple fix for them and this is showing me how little um michigan state cares about wrestling and that's a hard and here's here's one thing if i'm maybe i wanted the michigan state coaching job if i'm gonna a high-level assistant, and you best believe there are some high-level guys that would have jumped at the opportunity for this job. But do you? I, I wonder if there would be some pause there. It's like, are they really committed to winning? Are they really going to give me the resources and the things that are necessary to win? Because it's it's clear for 25 years they haven't been truly invested. And don't give me, you know, 95, they were third. Don't give me Simmons and Gomez. Those are called— Here's the thing, though. It doesn't. Michigan is Michigan State is ripe to be good. All you have to do is hire the right staff. How about this? If you're an athletic director, and you could add a successful program by simply making the right decision, right? A lot of a lot of programs, not just wrestling programs, but golf and lacrosse and this and that. Uh, they have an upward battle to be competitive. 
Now, what if I told you you have everything lined up to be a successful program? All you have to do is hire somebody that has a pulse. Just hire somebody that's close to being the right guy. Just get a little life in, in into your coaching staff, and you will have what is considered a, a, a successful program um, with some some level of uh, of being compelling. That's all you have to do. All you have to do is hire somebody, make the right hire. All the other factors are there. Yeah, but but, but they, my but point my it. point is that I don't know if it's as simple as just hiring a coach if they are not going to um, support you. I mean, they. You what know. do you mean? I mean, they don't have standards there. They they don't want to win. Okay, Michigan State. It's it's clear they don't want to win, right? So they're not. Their administrations have to be fairly supportive for you to be able to, um, you know, to win. They're, it's not just having a coach. It's not. I, I, it's I, not I, that simplistic, I, Willie. I think it is. No, I mean a coach is is a huge piece. But if the administration really doesn't care if you win and doesn't want to set you up and, and help you out and. Enable you to do. Why well, it's not like it's not like their scholarships are limited. It's not like um, their coaching staff. Uh, you know, it's it's a lot more than that. It's facilities. Less. It's it's a, it's a lot of stuff, Willie. It's not just come. It doesn't just come down to to scholarships. And, and I'll t- I don't I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. And another thing that happens if if you if you hire Brent Metcalf as the head coach, or you hire um, somebody that's been a proven Casey Cunningham or yeah you hire Casey Cunningham as head coach guess what happens donors start coming in yeah they they must have no alumni support at all because there's no one that's all that's what I'm saying they have none wrestling influential people there's not nobody's gonna donate you're not gonna get a sponsor to upgrade facilities you're not gonna get a you know sponsors to market the program or whatever uh because everybody's staying away because it's a it's a you know, they stub their toe every – they don't do the right thing. So why are you going to support them? So when you're talking about um, support from the from the administration, a lot of these programs, part of their success is support from the alumni and the community. Well, nobody's doing that because they stink and they're making the wrong decisions. You get the right guy in there, all of a sudden money starts trickling in, all of a sudden donors start showing up, all of a sudden there's an actual crowd there. And uh, you can do good things, and people are proud to wrestle for that program. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think that this is obvious. So obviously, I- I'm disappointed. I want to see viable programs across the D1 landscape. Um, I-, I think that's the best thing for the sport, and I don't, I, I can't understand why you don't want to win. My- the big thing for me is they are so they just don't want a squeaky wheel there at Michigan State. They're so I they're so terrified of. It. What, since when are winning and having a clean program mutually exclusive? Like you can do both. You you realize we should really get their we should really get their athletic. Oh my around. gosh! But he, he's talking about he thinks Minkle's good. He's an innovator no, and no, he's no, no, creative. No. He's no, I mean no. they they can't you know, they've lost like you know, the last fourteen or last thirteen of fourteen to Central that. Michigan. There is no way there is no way you can look at the results and really think that that's that's a bunch of hot air. You know I mean. And if we got, let's get him on the show. Let's get him on the show. And when he says, when he says Minkle has done this, and we'll say, well, we have facts to prove otherwise. Uh, see where he's at. Well, you know, he can. You know, he's accumulated All Americans over the years, so it sounds good. 
over 25 years, he's had, what, 28 All-Americans. I just made that up. I don't know how many it is. But, um, you know, he's had national champions. He's this is a, And it, it can make it sound good, but the last, whatever, 15 years, they've, they're a dumpster fire. It, it's terrible. And I honestly, their good performances, they are complete and total outliers. Franklin Gomez and the Simmons, they overcame something. Their, their careers should be so much more lauded that they did it at Michigan State that Franklin Gomez won a national title at Michigan State is one of the biggest Division One accomplishments in the last 10 years. I mean, it's, think about it. Think about what he had to overcome. Who did he train with? Who was coaching him? How did this How did this happen, Franklin? They, they tricked him into thinking the weather was nice up there and that it wasn't uh, four degrees there in, in the winter. Um, it, it's, it's remarkable that, that he was able to have that success there. I, I don't understand how it happened, to be honest. I'm not a, you know, hey, did you see the, uh, <laughs> did you listen to the Colin Cowherd, Jim Harbaugh interview? Oh, yes. I loved, like, five times. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, why don't we have guests on the show more? And that's part of it. To me, that's – I'm not real um, enthusiastic about having guests on this show. And, and you know, I guess the hardball example is um, Case kind point. of kind of an extreme example because hardball very obviously didn't want to even do the show. So why would he – what I don't understand, why did he agree to do it? It's like, Jim, I don't know. I don't you know. don't have to but, go on this radio show, especially if you're going to make an idiot of yourself. I mean, he was right, asking so, softball questions. Not like he's like even coming after him. But what I'm getting at is the reason I, I don't like having um, guests on the show, or I'm not. I, it has to be the right person because if you're gonna if you're gonna get coach speak and you're gonna get these answers that a lot of people give, it, it's boring. I want to yeah. you know I want to hear opinion. I would rather me and you talk about opinion than I would hearing somebody give stock answers for 10 minutes. And that's why I'm not real enthusiastic about having guests on the show. Especially this AD. I I don't know. No, 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 no. no. ADs are like... opposite. That's that's where I'm going here. I would like to have this guy on because you could shred every... You could could shred everything he's going to say. He's going to give some ridiculous answers, and you could just shred it. And, And you could actually try to see where he's coming from. Yeah. Like, where are you coming from? Don't say, he'll say, well, you know, we run a fine program. No, you don't. No, you don't. And I mean, I'd love to have him on. What's the guy's name? Greg Hollis? Hollis, I Mark, think. Is Mark it. Hollis. Mark Hollis. Let's He's, make a call to Mark Hollis. Let's do it. Dial him up. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. I, I've, yeah, I don't know. I've never had, like, a very hostile interview before. So I'm, I'm not really looking... Maybe you can tackle that one a little bit. Well, we more. would have to prepare ourselves to not be completely appalled by his answers and, and be That prepared. would be hard for me. That would be a struggle. I can well, be... just get your facts lined up. Okay. Start it now. All right. All right. Moving on from the Michigan great State disappointment of, of East Lansing. Nothing what personal, Roger Chandler. Nothing. Hey, maybe, maybe we'll be wrong. It, it's always possible. But – if you've been there for 18 years, you could have done something about this. I would like to think – I mean, he's been like the head assistant coach. So you have to have some level of power and influence that things cannot be this terrible. So I, that's why, no, you've never been the head head coach. Um, but but pardon me for being skeptical. You scored negative points at NCAAs. Right. There's no – I mean – Negative. When you've been there that long as, a, as an assistant coach – 
there's no reason, and this is why it's hard because people like Roger Chandler, but there's there's no indication that you should be optimistic about this. They don't you get know? good recruits. They don't develop I mean, people them. Are, people are um, – there's some people that say – that the UNC job should be opened up. I mean, technically it's opened up, but that's a foregone conclusion. That At you're... least they're like going through the, the, you know, yeah, the but, formality. Yeah, they're, they're and really... At least it's Coleman Scott, you know. They're really not though. Yeah, I know, I know. But it's, anyway, it's I mean, there, there's supposedly um, there's rumors that very, very good coaches have put in for that job, and that they're not even going to bring them in for interviews, or, and it's going to be Coleman Scott. However, the difference is. That at least with Coleman Scott, there's hope. And at least with Coleman Scott, there's a little – there's glimmer of – now, Now Coleman Scott has – here's the thing. Coleman Scott has not proven to be a bad coach. Coleman Scott just is relatively inexperienced. He's inexperienced, right? though you and, can see the direction Right, is you can good. see a, a little bit of um, – even though he's only been there a year, you can see some direction there, right? Um, so that's completely different from a guy who's been there 18 years and is – has produced nothing. Yeah, uh, I, it's it's hard to get it's hard to get behind it. We tried to move on from it, but it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Try again, Willie. We'll try again. Well, <laughs> that's folk style stuff. We're in the freestyle season. What do you you want to talk about? Uh, you want to talk about worlds? You want to sure. talk about OTC? What do you want to talk we about? Go well, let's talk a little OTC. You got anything else? For, I mean, Willie, you were there in wrestling mecca. For mm-hmm. a couple of days, you got to you got to have something for me. And what do you think about Spencer Lee wrestling with Tommy Thorne? Tommy Thorne's like a one forty one pounder, big one, wrestling with little Spencer Lee. And there goes. What does that say about Spencer? Did you see that with him? Was he like was Zach Ray not available? I mean, does he just always <laughs> wrestle big guys? Well, who's who's Spencer gonna go with? You know, I mean, I saw him go True. with. I saw him go with. Spencer actually went with. Terry Brands a bunch. Spencer went with Logan Steber a, a few times, and then he went with Tommy Thorne and DeJulius. And I, you know, what about Dayton? Dayton they- wasn't there. He was at Junior Duels. Oh, what? I just saw a picture. Oh, he got there later. Then he went there. He went there the day I left. He went there Sunday or Monday. Uh, okay, okay. All right, gotcha. Proceed. But uh, man, how how much better are those two going to get? Spencer and Dayton, if they're working out together, man, that'd be cool. Yeah, I wonder if they, yeah. Sometimes you hear like these hammers; they don't really want to train together because I don't know. They might see each other down the road. Might see each other. But you know, you talk to a, a lot of different coaches, and you know, if look at the Ohio Regional Training Center. You know, remember when they had Bunch, Humphrey, Steber? They're, they're all in like the same weight, and they mm-hmm. were training together all the time. So um, I, I think that's a little more fear-based than it is a reality. I, I, I believe that most coaches would tell you. It's not that big of a deal to train together, especially if you do it for a week. You know, not yeah. a huge deal. But I don't know. I, I can obviously see the other side. I think your gut reaction before you really think it through is, I'm not wrestling with that guy because it's a guy I might need to beat one day. But that's yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But it, I'd like to be a fly. I'd like to still be there and see what's going on. But you know, Spencer, Spencer goes with bigger guys. He almost forced to go with bigger guys, and and. It gets him better, and he, dude, he does just fine with them. He was doing very well with Tommy. I, I don't. I, don't I mean, he, he did fine with, uh, um, Jesus, Johnny DeJulius. He did fine with, you know, Michich, and I mean, he's going with these guys. Wow. 
That's good. He, stuff. He, well, his motor is so good. You know, he'll scrap, he'll move your head here, move your head here, and end up on your legs. I mean, it's just like a buzzsaw. So that's pretty conducive to doing well. Yeah, yeah. What a hammer, that kid. Um, so n- nothing else from the OTC. That's all you got for me. That's all I got. You know, unfortunately, like I said, I was it was only three practices. Yeah. In the time I was there. Okay. I'll let it slide. All right, let's move on to the world. Well, you'll be you'll be going to one, right? You're I, gonna go, Lord willing, to uh, in August. Hopefully, that's not been uh, even discussed yet, but I would love oh. to. Yeah, there's so um, there's a tournament in Spain I wanted to go to. It's gonna be next week. It's a one day tournament, um, Spanish Grand Prix in Madrid, and I wanted to go to it, but I don't think I'm gonna be able to. But um, Oh man, it's gonna be awesome! It's a senior level tournament, and they're bringing you know USA is bringing senior level athletes and some juniors. They're bringing uh, Mark Hall will be wrestling. Um, I forget the other junior guys, but Pico's uh, going. Yeah, Pico, Mark Hall, David Taylor, James Green, uh, a couple wow. others. So I mean, it is gonna be really cool, and you know, I believe women in Greco are going as well. So. I really wanted to get get to that, but it was kind of late notice, um, or it was a late idea. But it's they said that the coach Slay said that the entries are huge for it, right? And it's all three styles, and it's all weights, and it's in one day. So, oh my gosh, he Do they have said an that, airplane hangar. Yeah, he said that it's going to end up going from like nine in the morning to midnight. Oh my word, that's going to be a a mess. It is going to be a mess, but to be honest, I wish I was there. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be so many good guys from the United States going. So a couple of world happenings. Um, Yazdan and Chiridi, the the Iranian who beat Pico last year uh, at Junior Worlds, wins Iranian Nationals, beats uh, Mehdi Tagavi Mm -hmm. in a 6-4 match. I think we featured it, actually, on Flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great one. And... A lot of people are putting Yazdani Chiridi as the favorite at 70 as kilograms. the favorite. I mean, this is a kid that last year won junior uh, was World. a junior world champ. And now, one year later, he's the senior favorite. It's not unprecedented. You see guys like Sedalayev. And, Sedalayev and, went from cadets to <laughs> seniors, which is even crazier. Yeah, I don't know about those that, persons. That is crazy. To go from God. cadets... I mean, you're in a tournament with Kay DeLevis, and then you win. You know, you beat Salas for the world final. I mean, that's yeah. a that's a jump. Yeah, I guess even if his birth certificate gets fudged and he was 19, it's still impressive. But um, <laughs> I I think so. It's uh, you know, Chiridi right now uh, on even on you know message boards. It's, I mean, people are saying that he's the favorite, and uh, for good reason. Um, you know, we. The last year's 70-kilogram world champion didn't make it. No, he didn't. Uh, he won't Kedik be there. Sabalov did There's, not win Russian nationals. He how didn't. about how, you know, that just speaks to how good wrestling is, is the, in the world, is that the world champion, there's several world champions that. He DMP'd at Russian nationals. Right. I mean, how many guys? Did, Russian, Russia had like five world champions last year, and like three of them. Romanov. Romanov, Sabalov, and Sargush. 
Romanov, Solovov, and Sargush, none of them won Russian Nationals. That is yep, crazy. Not even, some of them didn't even play. Like, Sargush didn't even play. Either did Sabalov. Yeah, right. it's, it's – uh, I think Romanov was was close. But, yeah, it's crazy. This uh, – 70 is an interesting way. I mean, our guy, you know, he's he's a Uzbeki, but, you know, we feel an attachment to Beksad of Durakmanov having – he wrestled at Clarion, was an All-American there, so – um, oh, yeah, absolutely. And he just won, well, not just in May, at the same time as the U.S. Open. Bexod won the Asian Games, uh, the Continentals. For the second and, time. Or, yeah. Which is and pretty incredible. was bronze last year on his home soil. So, I mean, heck, yeah, we we uh, we like uh, Bexod. So, you know, if he's not facing James Green, I'm sure America mm. will cheer for him. Yeah, and you wonder how green factors in here into this. Um, how about if you're Bexod? I mean, that's a pretty cool. That's a pretty cool run, right? You you wrestle worlds in Uzbekistan. The next year you wrestle worlds in America. That's... Oh wow! Maybe he's got some pull here. <laughs> um. So. Where does he train in America? I I believe he trains in Uzbekistan. I I, I, I don't know. I feel I, like I we would he train, trains both places, but. You know, his brother was in his corner, and his brother is it was Har- over here most of the time. Har- Harvard, I, I don't right? know. Yeah, I don't know, to be honest with you, well, we'll uh, try to where he spends out. most of his training time. But uh, he's so, darn good, and he's darn big, and um, really tall and lanky. and, and Good shrunk, athlete. Shrunk his body down to to 70. And that's the thing with, with Green. I think he's going to be small, man. I mean, if you, I'm put, not sure. if you put Green next to Bexod, hmm. All right, that's maybe true. But how many matches have you watched James lose and think, well, it's because he's too small? Like, he might be smaller, but has it ever been maybe against Marable? That would be the one guy. But I don't feel like that's uh, that's how he's lost matches. Like, that's been his kryptonite. Do you? Well, I mean. It doesn't help. Obviously, in a How vacuum. many matches has he wrestled internationally? Well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, you don't think he's yeah, a big. Yeah, it does. You don't okay. My point being, if the you don't think is how many? What's your question? How many times? Did well, you if lose? you you keep talking when I'm trying to explain to you, so just be quiet for a moment. You'll understand. He wrestled at 157 his entire career. Okay, and if you think he's small at 54, theoretically you would think he's small at 57. And I didn't see him lose matches there because he was too small. Okay, so by that same logic, down at 54 and a half, I, you know, Marable, who is. The biggest guy maybe in the world at this weight um, gave him problems, but that's partially because he's just a positional, you know, mastermind. But well, I, that, 157 in college is completely different than 154 in the night before weigh in an in international competition. Right, but not not hugely different. Yes. Yep. No. Mm-hmm. No. Not not to the degree that you wouldn't see it if he was small. Dude, Beckside's huge. Just Donny Chiriti's huge. Marable's huge. I don't think he has dang trees that huge. Okay, go look. Go go look at tape of him. Go go watch a match of him in World Cup against Marable. He's tall, pretty lanky. I don't know. I mean, we're James is probably not on that level. Um, I don't, I don't. Know when where, he loses, if he loses, James he's not gonna lose because oh, he's so much bigger. It's like, uh, yes, Danny Tree is just that guy. I, I get what I'm saying is it's not going to help being small. Of course not, of course not. 
But I, my point, I haven't seen him lose because he's small before. But you also haven't seen him wrestle 70 kilograms internationally. One university uh, silver internationally um, at 70 kilos. Yeah, I guess so. Yes. So he, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. It's, it's such a crapshoot in some of these weights. You, you don't know who you're going to draw. You don't know who's going to come out of the woodwork and be uh, a superstar. But, um, you know, I, I, tr- I promised myself I would not get ridiculously optimistic about Team USA and predicts uh, an ungodly oh, don't. amount. I'm, You're not gonna, are you? I'm not. I'm all right. Listen, a month ago I was like, I'm doing good here. I'm not getting it. Then I watched World Team Trials and I'm like, hmm, okay, it's a pretty good team, but I'm gonna chill here. I'm not gonna freak out. And then I'm looking over these world rankings and I look at, you know, I'll look at 61. I'm like, Bogomoa's number one. Reese Humphrey's beating him. And then you you kind of let your mind run a little bit and then you start to think these really happy thoughts but i'm not there yet willie i'm not gonna make any outlandish american predictions but i'm telling you it's only july and by the time september rolls around i might be predicting the eight for eight yeah i I don't please i'm trying not to i'm trying you can you be my accountability partner here can you make sure see when when i predict eight world champions you've got to keep me in check here because i'm it's already a struggle and we're like three months out you're really feeling that optimistic huh no, I, it's it's hope. It's um, it's you. Yeah. I see that it's possible, um, that that we have good. Now, I don't really. I would never ever get to the point where I thought we would win eight weights or even medal at eight weights. But, um, you know, when my expectation probably should be two or three medals, I'm afraid by the time September rolls around, I'm gonna say four to six. So, help, a- help me here. Uh, it's so you know, I do not like being a homer. Your, you have to temper your expectations. I mean, here's the thing: when you, I said this last year before Worlds, and at at the World Championships, a lot of things got to go right. Yeah, you have to, you know, it comes down to one critical situation here and there. And if you win them, everything looks rosy. And if you lose them, it, you know, American fans want to jump off a cliff. Yeah, I mean, Ramos lost. Uh... It was basically a one-move match against the, I think he was a Mongolian guy, um, wherever he was from. Uh, yeah, that was that was like a one-move match, and that that, that was, was a it. terrible call. To, there was well, a couple, I don't no, I don't th- I don't agree with that. But Zach, there was a couple terrible calls that hurt us. You, you but you you think, yeah, but you were going off about the Metcalf not getting two when he was in that. Yeah, chest I track. hated that call. I hated the Zach Ray call. But that's not two ever. Whatever. Ever, like ever. I'm just a homer. All right. Yeah, see, you're – all right. I'm a homer in predictions. You're like a homer in officiating. Yeah. Like every – you're like that – like a New York Knicks well, fan. Well, I mean the something. Metcalf yeah, – Those were the right – just because you have both guys' legs and he's sitting on his butt, it's not two. It's not folk style. And well, when you, love, when you love Brent Metcalf, it is. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I love all these guys, but, you know, I can still know the rules. But I get it. I get it. Whatever. But, but to your point – uh, you said, you know, one exchange, one little thing. Metcalf hurts his foot, hurts his ankle, and he's not the same guy. And then that's your tournament, and they don't wrestle it again because well, you're all, hurt. All of them, right? I mean, a lot of our guys, I mean, critical Jordan situation. hurts his knee. A lot of our guys, critical uh, the the life or death of their tournament was determined on one little thing, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, mean, Jordan. Ramos was one little thing. Metcalf seemed to be one little thing. Burrow's injury, one little thing. Uh, Delagnev yeah. was right there. Uh, the, the, yeah, right. Cool. That's what I'm saying. So a, a lot of American fans look at how we're wrestling. And, and, and that's I mean, another reason you can end up saying, oh, we're going to do well. Because you see, well, that's the, what I'm if, saying. Yeah, that's why all right, I'm already getting there. I'm up. We're up to four medals, Willie. All right. Hey, it's funny that how passionate we kind of get as the season, as the year evolves. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in the preseason, well, what we call preseason, um, before folk style, we get all geared up. What's going to happen? Who, what does the landscape look like? You know, the middle of the season, you start saying who can win NCAAs individually and who can win NCAAs as a team. And then, and then comes the, the conference tournaments and, and then you break down brackets and on and on and on. And then you get in the folk style or freestyle season and we kind of do the same kind of things. And uh, we're really fired up about freestyle. Fair. Right now, right? Because we're in the thick of things. Um, you got Fargo coming up and then the age-level world championships and then the senior world championships. But um, how has your opinion changed? Uh, oh, gosh. What is the what is the what style do you prefer? Do you prefer folk more or free more? If you had told me like four or five years ago, I would even give this a thought. I, I would have said you're crazy because I – love folk style wrestling and still do but uh, for me i find freestyle uh high level freestyle is so much more entertaining than high level folk style um and i think that just uh, even if it's just american versus american um it doesn't even have to be on the world stage now when it's on the world stage it's it can't even be a conversation you can't watch these guys wrestle and some of the things these guys can do and even compare it to folk style, in my opinion. I, I find it to be uh, so much more entertaining. Uh, I, I love freestyle. It's it's my – I like it more than folk now. I wish we just – and I can't believe I'm saying this. I would love it if we uh, just wrestled freestyle year-round. I would have no issue with that whatsoever. And you I'm know, not sure why, we, why folk style even got invented. But no – we're only one terrible rule change away from me completely changing this. Because if it was still ball draw area, best two or three periods, um, then it's completely different. So it's you know, it's it's incumbent on UWW to not ruin the rules, and then I'll, I'll stick been, with you. Right. So I mean, for you, it's it's rule dependent, and I mean, I gotta say that I certainly wouldn't have enjoyed. I I certainly didn't enjoy the ball draw era. You know, um, I certainly didn't enjoy the uh, best of three periods era, and I wouldn't have liked to really see folk style wrestled that way, college wrestle that way. But I've always been, I've always been of the opinion that freestyle is a superior style. Uh, I always enjoyed freestyle more, and American fans don't like that I'm that way. Uh, I just think it a freestyle it's much more exciting to begin with. And second of all, I think it's more indicative of proper I, I don't believe Pro- that it was a lot more exciting. Um You don't think that you don't think that free- area? I mean guys one oh one one oh I mean that was a high level match, a high level freestyle match. 
uh, would would typically you no, at least I'm have not, one or two ball drops. But that's what it would happen, Willie. That's I'm not. Pr- sa- what would he th- uh, slow down? I'm not saying that that error. That's what I just said. But but that. you're saying even then you were like freestyle over. Full no, style. what it could be. Well, look at it now. Look at it now. This is this is what it could have been. Right. Okay. And I, and I'm saying, and I'm saying that the rules, not not those rules. I'm saying exposure. Right. Those kind of okay. rules make it a superior style for rewarding proper technique. Uh, you know, if 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 you take if I take a shot and you expose me, I got exposed because I didn't have proper technique. In folk style, that doesn't exist. Right. No, um, I, I think it's great. I, I love and, it. And with the rules now and how high scoring there are, and, you know, you see 12-8 matches, and you see guys. You know what? It's so weird, though. Because, like, even at World Team Trials and, and, and the U.S. Open, I take you down, you take me down. I take you down, you take me down. And all of a sudden, you know, we have a 8-8 match or an 8-6 match. In college, it's like, one takedown and it's over. Yeah. I mean, so many that that's and that's kind of my point in a high level match. It, you don't get shootouts very often. It's rare. And we freak out when we see them. Most of all, it's you get the takedown. Maybe you go to overtime. I just think it, the, the rules allow for so much more offense. And they, you know, because you're only right on top for 10 seconds, maybe. And then you're back up on your feet. Yeah, and there's always incentive to score. And right. another and, thing that's great about freestyle is there's so many ways to score. The predict it's just not predictable. I mean, I'm watching Bon Rodriguez against Bogomolov. He's letting the guy in on a single, straight legged, doesn't even move his foot when he shoots, and he takes him through for four. It's like he almost the, baited him. He, re- he really did. He before actually, the show, me and Christian were watching uh, world matches. From from Uzbekistan last year, and we were watching the Bon Rodriguez versus uh, the Russian Bogomola, and uh, that was one thing that we you know we were in awe of. Um, but again, he almost baited him into that move. And, yeah, and there's can... such a different level of of strategy that that can be implemented, and it can go so many different directions. Uh, I I just find it it's not predictable. Like well, like you know, people uh, again fans hate the fact that I hate riding time and and that's another Chill. reason why I mean it is a snooze fest I, yeah I, it's I, a snooze fest I can't get and behind riding time no there, there was a time you know it's funny how my how your what would you rather too. see look look at a freestyle match when you can't turn a guy in 10 or 15 seconds you go back neutral and then look at a look and then and then what happens after they go back neutral is points are scored action takes place um, even if there's no takedowns or something, uh, there's at least attempts, right? Now, uh, put that next to a folk-style match, juxtapose that with a folk-style match where there's a takedown, and the guy is allowed to ride parallel for 40 seconds and ride out the period, and there's absolutely, positively, nothing at all going on. The guy's not working for a fall. He's riding parallel. I will go to sleep. Uh, you know, yeah. D- don't tell me that folk style is superior. Yeah, I can't, I can't support it. Not in, not in, not in technique, and not in product. Like, like not in, yeah, uh, entertainment value, or in in the deed itself. Yep. So, we're we're definitely on the same page there. I, I agree completely, and you know, 
Yeah. Speaking of speaking of red shirts, uh, I mean speaking of <laughs> free freestyle. I love how you uh, just say speaking of, and even if yeah. we weren't speaking of it. Speaking well, I mean, of Wisconsin wrestling. No, uh, speaking of freestyle and and the difference of freestyle folk. Uh, Tilky Medbury uh, from Wisconsin was announced they're going to take Olympic years. I didn't know that. Um, that makes sense for for Tilky. I didn't know that Medbury. I don't remember the qualifications. Maybe if you just wrestle in the trials and were an All-American or something, you can go. I, or maybe he placed higher than I remember. I, I never know. They're like, well, it's, they it's changed. It used year. to be, you know, it, almost anyone could get it. Um, yeah, I don't know what the rules are. Yeah, so those guys will be out of the mix for Wisconsin. I thought you had to be like – I thought you had to be like a national champ, and you also had to uh, – did Mayberry win a regional? I wonder if that's why. Did he win a regional? I don't think that has anything to do with it. It, it might. might have something I, it, to do it, with it. it might, but I don't think. I, last time I read them, uh, the rules for Olympic qualification, Olympic redshirt um, eligibility, I don't recall that, winning a regional. I thought you had to be top, uh, top X at the trials. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he placed high enough. Did he place high well, enough? Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know. Perhaps he did. Perhaps he did. Um, but, yeah, I think Thielke, he's obviously right there to, to make the team. He's made a team, and he's been right there. So if you're – okay, yeah, here's why he made – if you're top eight at the World Team Trials, you – Okay. That, well, yeah. You only have to meet one. Past national team member, top eight at the World Team Trials, top three at NCAAs, or previous junior or university world medalist. So there's quite a few guys that could potentially – well, not quite a few. A few. Gwiz could take one, but I know I've heard in an interview he doesn't want to. He wants to keep wrestling, and maybe for Medbury. Well, it's a different. Uh, you know what? I'm think uh, about this. Right, getting confused. I, I'm confusing myself between um, qualification for an Olympic year and qualification into the Olympic trials because Olympic trials qualification is national champ. Right. Yeah. So that, that's this year happening. is, uh, you know, after the World Championships this year, it's going to be a little different. The U.S. Open is not going to be in May. It's going to be in December. Weird. And then, yeah. So it's the, the calendar is much different this year. And trials um, are in early April. Yep. Yep. So, so that's going to be that's going to be different. But you know, for Medbury, this this could, uh, you know, help him win a title. You know, Gwiz is going to well, get Gwiz out. Gwiz will there. be gone. Gwiz yeah. will be gone. Um, he and Kuhn have been back and forth. He's beaten Kuhn, uh, I believe, and Kuhn's beaten him, I believe. So th- those are the guys. Kuhn will obviously be back. Kuhn could take an Olympic shirt if he wanted, I, although he could take a regular red shirt if he wanted. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if they'll want to do that right now because – Heck no. Michigan's nasty. Michigan's team, but at the same time, I mean, they're not going to win a title. No, right? no. They're going to be really – I mean, they're they're going to be ten deep. I mean, they've got ten quality wrestlers. But but the thing is, a lot of those guys could are on that round of twelve, seventh, eighth kind of thing. And even if a lot of those hit, it still doesn't really put you in the chase. You need guys that win titles. And for me, Kuhn is the only guy that I could see in the finals for them. And even you know, all right. I well, think- uh, I guess the, what we're talking about here is should Kuhn redshirt. Um, would the Olympic? I mean, is he ready to contend to win the senior spot? Of course like, not. Re- okay, 
So I guess that's their answer. Yeah. But but you know, you don't know if you're not you're not Adam Coonan, you're not Adam Coon's camp, so No. You know. Who knows? Maybe maybe if he went Greco, but then we saw how it went with Robbie Smith. But he's closer in Greco, in my opinion, uh, than in freestyle. But just by nature of the the difference in depth. Um you know, he could go maybe with a Toby Erickson, whereas, uh, you know, he got teched by Tyrell Fortune and someone else, maybe Gwiz. At yeah. The, so he, he's not quite. But, you know, they have – they already signed a heavyweight for the replacement for Adam Kuhn, pretty much uh, Perry what, from Michigan. What year is he? He has another year. So that might pl- – I don't know if that plays into it, but it might, you know. Adam Kuhn's going to do what he wants to do. I guess yeah, yeah, right. Right. Um, they're not going to cater to a, a recruit there. So yeah, um, that's a little, uh, well, little NCAA nuggets there with Medbury taking a red shirt a year from now. He could be right. What does that do picture. to? I mean, Wisconsin's not a title threat, but what does it do to Wisconsin's team? Well, the loss of Theoki is uh, all but negligible. And he just. Uh, yeah, you say that, but um, I mean, it's a, they're probably not going to qualify that spot now. It would be my guess. Maybe, um, although maybe Rylan Lubeck comes down to forty-one again. Yeah, um, that's possible. So they could qualify. I mean, it, it doesn't help. It, it, it's a killer to lose Medbury, and it doesn't help to lose Theoki. But it's you know, you're not losing an All-American based on what we've seen of Theoki wrestling um, folk style. We're we're not losing. They're they're not losing a huge huge thing. So they um, have. Two other heavyweights on the roster, Tyler Schmidt and Brock Horwath. So that is their. Uh, so that's I, I would assume who would take take the place of Medbury this year. Right, 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 right. Um, want to talk Euros? Or you want to get to these recruits? What do you want to do, bud? Uh let's do these recruits. Yeah, this is gonna be, be fun. fun. This is gonna be a fun last ten minutes. Um, I didn't know if Willie would be willing to do this. Uh, when I asked him, but I think it's going to be really cool. And let me preface this by saying we aren't breaking news. We don't have inside. Inf- I mean, we have, well, we have more inside information than you, but we don't have, we don't, we don't know. We're not going to say, you know, we're not going to break any stories here. Okay. This, this is guessing. So I, I put down most, if not all the pound for pound guys, and we're going to go, and we're going to make educated guesses on where these guys are going to go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it'll be fun. And we're not breaking anything here. We don't know. Um, I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. It's always fun this time of year to speculate. I mean, July 1st. It's right? July, I mean, tis the season. It's recruiting season. I'm sure all the coaches are knocking down doors of these guys that that aren't that are going to be seniors, of course, not the not some of these younger kids. But um, and if you're recruits, if you're recruits out there listening to the show, uh, and you make your decision. Hit me up, and we'll you know we'll, break the news. We'll do it all special for you. Um, we'd be happy to do that. So yeah, um, let's begin at the beginning with one baby Marky, aka Mark Hall. Um, any predictions hmm. there on where he's going to go, Willie Sailor? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, but I'm not saying you're not going to say. Now, this is one I'm not saying. We I, can't I mean, say. I, we can't say. All right, it's going to be live on Flow. First of all, okay, let's say. Um, I I think I know where Mark Hall's going, and I and I think Mark Hall knows where he's going. But he is going to do his due diligence. He's going to take all his trips, 
So uh, as of this time, I'm pretty sure that Mark um, knows where he's going, I think, but that could change, right? And um, even if it was 100% carved in stone, yeah, uh, we're going to do it we're... live on Flow. And, and um, Yeah, we'd be idiots. to. This was a test, Willie, and you were a moron from his high school. if you answered that. So good job to test the test. <laughs> uh, thank you for not I – will, I will officially, with Mark Hall, I will rule out Michigan well, State. Let's – I guess what you could say a school list, right? He, he says he says Nebraska, Penn, Penn State, State, Ohio State, um, Minnesota, Minnesota. You know, Iowa and Oklahoma State were on the list originally. Was Wisconsin? Was like Did you Wisconsin? say Wisconsin? That, yeah, I don't get that one. Um, that that goes back to the Rochelle relationship in Kentucky. Okay. All right. Okay. Um. So I mean I think school I think schools like I think schools like Wisconsin, Iowa, and Okie State have been ruled out. You know I think it's safe to say that, and I think the last handful of schools are Minnesota, Penn State, Ohio State, Nebraska. I think those four. Yeah, so there there's a little something for you. A little. All right, next up, Dayton Fix. Dayton Fix is really interesting. Now he's only a sophomore, going to be a junior, so he has got some time he's got a lot of time um his recruiting situation um they say that they're not going to verbal early you know uh now might seem like a really obvious time for a guy who's so hot and so good um to you know it wouldn't be out of out of character to see a sophomore going to be a junior uh verbal this early um but you gonna say something dog we had 10:53, homie. What I'm saying is, it's going to be a while. Dayton Fix is Dayton Fix has said that he's in no rush and he will weigh all options. And the suitors are the usual suspects. You know, uh, Oklahoma State, Penn State, Ohio State, Iowa. Oklahoma State. I'm saying it right now. Okay. I, there, I don't think there's any way they let him. I don't get think out. so. Come either, on. John W. So. Going to come right. over there. I, I don't see him and. This is no inside information. It's just, let's look at the facts. Oh, that's his backyard. And they're yeah. close with Coach Smith, and they work out at Oklahoma State, right? So There, there you go. But I don't think that decision is going to come anytime soon. No. Next up is Spencer Lee. Spencer S- Lee, again, um, just going to be a junior. Um, and I think you're looking at the big, you know, you know, you're looking at big three there. Penn State, Ohio State, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be Penn State. Okay. Interesting. Obviously, that would be a fine. Now show. we get to we get to Nick Soriano, who is um, the mo. This is he's going to be a senior, so this is pressing. This is this is now, like Mark Hall. This is we're waiting for this to happen, um, and the you the, the the hit list here is Penn State, Ohio State, Iowa. Hmm. I feel like Penn State needs a lightweight. Um, well, I think it's going to be Penn State. Uh, so you think they'll they'll get Lee and Suriano at Penn State? Mm-hmm. Good gracious! Uh, now Suriano probably could project as a thirty-three eventually. Um, Absolutely. Sub- so with the, with that, Lee could slot in at twenty-five, where he's probably a career twenty-five pounder. I I didn't I don't have any inside information here with with Spencer, but if you look at the lightweights. And, and what Iowa's done there, that may be tough to say no to, and, and well, the production Spencer, they've had there. But you, you get, but 
it's not like they don't develop lightweights at Penn State and also, oh, you're from Western PA. Well, you know, Spencer's an interesting situation um, because he rolls around with Logan Steber often, <laughs> you know. Uh, so so Ohio State has to think they have a shot. Uh, he, rolls, he has a good relationship with Terry Brands, mm. obviously. Um, so Iowa has to ha- think he has a shot. Uh, and honestly, you, you hear less chatter about le- almost less ties um, and rumors and innuendos about Spencer Lee to Penn State, but you know he's close with Nico Megalutis. Right. Penn, Sta- Penn State's his home state. They desperately need lightweights. Uh, so yeah, it, that'll be so interesting to see where he where he ends up. So Soriano, you think he'll go to Penn State as well? Yanni, they need him. They need him bad. They need him. They they really do. Uh, there's a lot of teams that need Nick Soriano. To be honest, yeah. Now, um, Nick Soriano's close with Burroughs. Interesting. So, um, that's, I think Nebraska is definitely in consideration there. How how do you say? I I understand that Terry Brands and Kale Sanderson talking about all these guys are. How hard is it to say no to Jordan Burroughs? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. That's got to be crazy. It's it's unbelievable that, I mean, they they recruit well there, but you yeah. expect just the floodgates. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, there's a lot more to it than that. Obviously, Yanni. Yeah, the next couple are already committed. Yanni uh, to Cornell. Um, now, sophomore. Y- Yanni's locked up for Cornell. But Marinelli is, is interesting because he initially verbaled to Ohio State, switched it to Iowa. Any chance we get uh, a, I flip, highly doubt it. a flip-flop? I highly doubt it. Uh, for a few do you reasons. think that Ohio State has ceased their pursuit of Alex Marinelli? Probably. Really? Uh, no, I don't I know. bet not. Come on, the know. Graham connection. You got both the Jordan brothers there. His coach is, is is Jeff Jordan. I don't know. This is the vibe I get. I shouldn't. I shouldn't speak. Um, I'm not speaking definitively, but this is the vibe I get. The vibe I get that is that Ohio State was there, right? He 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 was going to Ohio State, but in his heart of hearts. He was always an Iowa fan, and Iowa is where he wants to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and he has, I mean, this is. Before Ohio State won a title. This is bef- This is for sure the f- case, is that he loves Ryan Morningstar. Yeah. So um, I'm not saying there's no chance. Heck, what do I know? I'm not saying there's no chance he goes back to Ohio State, but um, I wouldn't think so. So you don't think so. Okay. And that it's it's something to keep an eye on till he signs on the dotted line, um, you know it, it it's there's going to be some wonder. I, you're probably right. You're probably right. Isaiah White next up. He just took a couple losses. He's a rising senior. Any thoughts on him? I think Isaiah White has a lot of options, um, and I think, you know, I think. Well, what I hear is. Penn State, Illinois, maybe Iowa. Oh, but wow. um but I think um, Illinois. Isaiah White's recruiting is complicated by grades. Mm. Uh, he has to he has to qualify. He has to get his grades up. So right. that's Isaiah White's situation. Um Chad Red, from what I hear, is Penn State. Is Penn State. Penn State. 
They're going to solve this. They're going to solve this lightweight problem. Penn State, Nebraska. Now, uh, you know, I think that Penn State's situation. Um, watch for Pletcher and Red to kind of be tied in together. Really? Like, I think no. I'm not saying as a package deal. I'm saying where one goes might dictate the di- other. Dictate the other, right? Like you have you have X amount of money, and if Pletcher steps up and says, "Yeah, I'm going here," then that might mean that Red's options are limited, um, and vice versa. Yeah, because it would be kind of senseless to bring in both. Um, yeah, because they both. It, we're at ten o'clock. You want to go a couple minutes over? Yeah, we run into OT. Sudden victory. Mason Manville is already verbally committed to Penn State. Any chance we see that change? He's only going to be. Wait, is he going to be a senior this year? Yes. Yeah, uh, he's a senior now. Okay. Right. So not. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know what's going on with Mason Manville. Um, on one hand, I like when he decided to go to Penn State. I was all about it. I'm like, you know, Mason Manville. Got the fundamentals down, and um, he can go hard, wrestle and, hard, and, physical. Right, he can go hard, wrestle hard. That's a college style. What what Mason Manville needs is like to be a little bit more loose, to be a little bit more. I don't want to say uh, athletic, but fluid. And and Penn State is that's right up his alley. I think that I think a Manville PSU marriage is is very good for both parties, but. Or very good for Manville, I should say. But they, Penn State has a lot in that wheelhouse. I mean, they have Joseph. They have Nolf. Mm. I, yeah, I don't know. I, so, I, I don't I don't know if that's going to be – yeah, he might fit somewhere. I mean, who knows how much bigger Nolf's going to get. They, they could probably squeeze him in there somewhere. How big is he going to get? Nolf's dad is a big dude. Yes, he is. I saw him at the scuffle. I was like, good gracious. He. I mean, Nolf could – Bulk up in the 74-pounder, I wouldn't bat an eye, uh, mm-hmm. honestly, with his length and if he fills out a little bit. If he puts on muscle like Zane did, um, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Manville maybe would have trouble trouble squeaking in there because for me, Nolf and, and Chenzo, uh, I view them as better overall talents mm-hmm. right now. Um, Nick Renan is already verbal to Northwestern. That's, yep. un- that's unlikely to change. Rudy Yates is an interesting one. Rudy Yates, um, I believe, has pretty darn good grades. Um, so maybe he's a Northwestern. I think he's a Northwestern. Uh, definitely looking at him, for sure. And and Rudy Yates is a guy I would think stays in the Midwest, Northwestern Illinois. And he's from Illinois. Maybe uh, I haven't heard anything about Minnesota, but maybe Minnesota, maybe uh, maybe Iowa. Yeah. How how much do you like Rudy Yates? Love Rudy Yates. He, he doesn't get talked about as much. Dude, as... love. He doesn't wrestle as much. He doesn't really wrestle freestyle. I, I love Rudy Yates for a couple reasons. He's he's slick. Uh, he doesn't cut anything. He won't cut weight <laughs> at this point. And and he's just a happy-go-lucky kid. Hey, let's battle. You know, he lets it fly. So I, I'm a big fan of Rudy Yates. Yeah, I, I like him too. Good with good with elbow control. Mitchell McKee's going to Minnesota. That's pretty well known. We talked about Luke Pletcher a little bit. The usual suspects with him, but also you got to throw in Pittsburgh. Pitt, as that's where he trains. He trains literally mm-hmm. in their wrestling room. Um, it, it might be tough to pry him out of there. You got to imagine Pitt's going to put all their chips in in the Luke Pletcher basket. Uh, yeah, and you know they. 
frankly, they could use a guy like him for, for sure. Um, with their lineup and what their personnel has. They, you know, Pitt's off to a good start um, in recruiting. They already have Wenzel, and uh, Wenzel was great this year. And Austin Bell, Austin Bell just beat Fox Baldwin yesterday. Yeah. Um, so they already have them. They already have them locked in for this, for this recruiting year. Um, but I think Pletcher list. Now, if you're a, if you're a Flow Pro member, you can click on these guys' profiles and see their school list. Um, and, and Pletcher has told us Pitt, Penn State, Ohio State, and Virginia Tech. Oh, VT. And you know what? <laughs> he he's very Luke's funny man. He's very um. Very matter of fact about this situation. Um, because he said, I said, well, when do you think you'll make your decision? And Luke said, well, it's kind of hard when everybody's holding a full scholarship from Mark Hall. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So they're waiting to. So maybe maybe Luke is, you know, waiting to see what happens there. Well, he might um, be waiting a while because Mark's not. Well, Mark, yeah, Mark said he's not doing it till, till October. October. So, um. Well, you yeah, got to figure so think, a team Pittsburgh and, and Virginia Tech aren't holding a uh, holding one for Mark Hall, so I'm no, sure. So those those options are open. So um, and maybe that's the only reason those schools are being mentioned, at least Virginia Tech, because their offer is probably better than other schools right now, just because they can make it, because they're not holding one for Mark Hall. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Nora, uh, you know, in in the end, I see. In the end, I man, I can't see him going up. Be tech. Me Pitt, either. Penn, me either. Pitt, Pitt, Penn State, Ohio State. How does he fit in there? Like, uh, Penn State could definitely use him with their situation and their personnel. Um, and Ohio State, uh, Ohio State could use him too, you know? Um, yeah. Johnny D graduating is- soon. And the only other one really in that wheelhouse is, is, is um, Keyshawn Hayes. Right, and he's so, a forty-one. Yeah, I, I, I view, I look at Pletcher, and I think thirty-one, maybe or thirty-three. So do I. Career, probably. I don't think he has the length um, to go forty-one. Personally, right. I, I kind of. Well, I could possibly see him at forty-one, but I don't know. Yeah. It, yeah, I, I'm tough. pretty much on the same same plane as you. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, going back to Chad Red. Um, Depends on where he goes. I, I see, I see him and Chad Red as. Probably the same weight range and probably the same pluses and minuses. Um, as far as you know, if you're a, if you're a recruit, if you're a college coach, you probably have your opinion on which is the better, which has more upside, which has um, the least risk, and all that. But uh, from thirty thousand feet, they they look pretty even. Pretty close. Was, yeah. Of course, um, red one at Flow Nationals. Um, Gable Stevenson, you got to figure going to be tough yeah, to get him. And he's from so far off. He's a freshman. They're going to be a sophomore. But and his, so that's his down the line. In Minnesota. But you would think, right? You would think Minnesota right. all day. So there's a we went well, six minutes one in more. the OT. There's oh, one more. That okay. You didn't mention because you compiled this list before I changed the pound Ooh, for pound. Okay, let's get and it. And that is uh, Sammy Colbray. Oh yeah, he's a total. I have no idea. I mean, Oregon State probably in the mix. Who else? You know, you haven't haven't had a lot of discussion about Sammy Colbray. Uh, he's a he's a stud. He's the truth. Um, 
Yeah, Oregon State definitely in the mix. I don't know. I haven't talked to Sammy Colbray in a while. We'll shoot. Uh, this was sort I'll of fruitless. To, yeah, well, no, I have to shoot him a message. But you have to think that um, I know he kind of uh, said he's interested in the Big Ten, or his father did anyway. Um, but Oregon State or maybe, you know, maybe Iowa and Nebraska of the world, you know, those kind of Is he going to be a junior or a senior? He's going to be a senior. Okay, so it's almost decision time for Sammy. So uh, a lot of people, a lot of guys to discuss, and hopefully um, – as soon as that news breaks, we'll get it to you as soon as possible. They might start rolling in today. It might be weeks from now. Who knows? But um, we'll definitely be keeping our ear to the ground. Willie, you got anything else for us? No, that's it. I think it was – I'd like to end with that. That was good. Uh, that was good to talk I agree. about a little, a little recruiting. Yes. And uh, so we are going to sign off here. We went eight minutes into OT, and that's okay. That was some good stuff, and I'm glad that we did. Um, we thank you guys for listening. We will be back on Monday working on a very special guest, not the guest we talked about. There might be a, uh, we'll put it this way, a big one, okay? And we don't get many guests on, but when we do get guests, we make it count, and this one's going to count. So stay tuned on that. We thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>